0: Welcome to Grace River Church, located in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Our mission is to see every generation experience the transforming power of God in every area of their lives. We hope you enjoy today's message. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Corey. Praise the Lord. How are you doing this morning? You look good. You look great. Let me uh, give you, and it's not a loaded question, but let me give you a loaded question. <clears throat> what's your what's your greatest temptation this morning? What's your greatest test that you're walking through? Now I know it just started like with a oh. Okay, I'm going to be quiet now. But but back in the middle of the summer, we started a series. Actually, it was more August. I apologize. More more like August into September. We started a series on Nehemiah. And I'm telling you, God's been working incredibly through His Word every week. The emphasis in Nehemiah, of course, is we always think it is just the wall. It's really not the wall issue, it's what God is doing in you to rebuild a wall. What, what God is doing in you. And I ask this question what is that thing in your life that is broken down? What is that issue? That that God is is wanting you to rebuild, and sometimes we think we know what it is to rebuild. But isn't it amazing how that since January we've been in this series on the Lord's Prayer, and we're going to read that again in just a moment. But since we've been in this series, how many of you don't raise your hands? But how many of you possibly, by the end of the year, were thinking, "Wow, I I really know what God's wanting me to work on," and then you started praying. And it's like when you start praying and saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom. Can I tell you that a lot of times when I've prayed that prayer, I've, I've wanted God to be Father, and I've wanted him to meet my needs, and I've, I've wanted him to forgive my sins, but not in his kingdom. In my kingdom. So we've been praying this prayer, and I've been wonderfully blessed. Not only how has God... Uh, and how how God has been working in me. But how many of you are sharing what God is doing in you. Now, I thank God for that testimony this morning of answered prayer. Because most of our prayers, if we're honest, have been, oh, no, prayers, Because you start praying, and you realize, oh, no. He's wanting to do something in my life. I was just praying for God to do something out there, and God's wanting to do something in here. I promise you there's victory for you. God's not finished with your life. God's not even close to the work that He has started in you. but I want to challenge you, as as Tisha shared this morning, don't give up. Are you ready to pray this morning? Let's all stand. I want us to say this prayer, and we've done this every week now for the last several weeks but I want you to pray uh, not so loud that it embarrasses your neighbor, but loud enough that they hear you, okay? I know many of you have this memorized, but for those who don't, we're working on it. Ready? Let's say this together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So what what is it we're talking about today? The reality is we've been talking about the fact that He is our Father. We are His children, the sheep of His pasture. We are His adopted sons and daughters through Jesus Christ. And when we start praying, God, uh, through Jesus Christ, gives us this outline of prayer. And how many have been saying this prayer almost your whole life? It's almost like the first thing you've been taught, and you, you have it memorized so well that that you can say it. I, I even, full transparency, I did it this morning, just once again time. I've got a, an acquaintance that has written a book uh, a few years ago called 21 seconds that will change your life. And it's because it takes about 21 seconds to quote the Lord's Prayer. It takes about 21 seconds to quote the 23rd Psalms. Some say the 23rd Psalms is the Lord's Prayer of the Old Testament. Now, I'm saying this because 21 seconds a day. But here's what we've done if we're not careful. We've made it something we've intellectualized and we've memorized, but we don't know. We do the same thing with our parents, with our children. We know their name, but we start to not know them or what they're going through necessarily. Um, but when you say our Father, you're talking to your Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Guys, Jesus takes us through this outline. I'm going to get to the part we're talking about this morning very quickly but Jesus takes us through this outline because if you get to certain parts of this outline before knowing he is your father you miss it our father who art in heaven holy hallowed is your name it's your kingdom let your kingdom come and your will be done in earth as it is in heaven when we've already experienced this kingdom it's it's here it's now but not yet it's not Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, I trust you. Give me today what I need. I, I don't need to know the future. If we knew the future, we would run. I love what Pastor Corey was sharing from a moment ago with, with, with how God will bless us. When we give, God blesses us. Can I tell you that a lot of us, God delivers us from those kind of blessings because he knows it and mess you up. You know, we talk about winning the lottery. I just want to try, Lord. I promise I'll be faithful. It would destroy you. And I'm saying that because, listen, give us today, Lord. That's trust. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And we talked about this last week. First of all, it's the realization that we do sin, that we have sin, and that when I accept the fact that I am a sinner and I'm forgiven. Now I can forgive you. All right, another full confession. How many find that so easy to do? Yeah, me too. Why? Because our flesh keeps rising up. That's why I believe it leads specifically, not incidentally, not by accident, but specifically it leads into this next phrase. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. What does that mean? Very quickly, if you take that word temptation, it does not mean that God tempts us. And let me just remind you here very quickly. We started this prayer by saying, Our Father. Jesus tells us that when we go away, we should pray like this. It's, it's sort of unique because we, we know that there's a trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we, we, we find ourselves praying to Jesus. We find ourselves even praying to the Holy Spirit. But Jesus says, when you pray, Father. Father. Because he's the one that's provided everything. His Son, his Holy Spirit. So God tempts no man. So what does this word tempt mean? When we say, lead us not into temptation. When you do a quick study of that word, and I'm not going to bore you with all the Greek this morning. But when you do a quick study of that word, temptation simply means test a trial. It all depends on what that test is for. Listen to what James chapter 1 says. <laughs> Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot tempt, be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person, listen, each person is tempted, and when he is lured and enticed by his own desire then desire when it is conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it is fully grown brings forth death so here's the real here's the real deal about temptation temptation is not sin temptation is a test temptation so when somebody says man I'm really being tempted well you need to repent well you've not sinned yet if, if you're being tempted, now in this culture, uh, how many have ever seen those little, those little statues, and they're they're just three little monkeys? Yes, you know, one little monkey's got his ears, one monkey's got his mouth covered, and one monkey's got his eyes covered. Don't you wish life was that easy? <clears throat> because here's you know sometimes we say. Lord, just please guard all my actions today. And we should pray that, but when, when we really know what we're praying, I, I want to encourage you to be praying every, if you pray this every day, because you're making choices every day, how are you making those choices? How do you make those choices to do what you're getting ready to do? Well, you're probably enticed or desiring to do what you're getting ready to do. Now, I know most of us aren't tempted to go to work. You're sort of forced to go to work. So you can pay for your temptations, right? But you make choices every day to do the right and the wrong. Now, now this is, uh, this is not to make anybody feel bad. It's like last week. Sometimes when you preach about forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, people can leave, man, I really feel bad because you won't forgive people. But the reason you won't forgive people is because you fail to realize how God has forgiven you. Now it's time to celebrate. So instead of celebrating for what God has done, we still leave. I feel bad because I won't forgive her. <coughs> I feel bad because, you know, there's a lot of forgiveness in my life. That's not called feeling bad. That's called conviction. Now, I'm not here to heap condemnation on you as much as just hold a mirror up of God's word. Now what does that mean for us? So when we start praying, lead us not into temptation, here's what that means for John McLeod. Lord, I know I'm going to face some tests today. Help me pass them. But see, when Satan tempts me, he wants me to fail. When God tests, it's because he's trying to do something in my character that allows me to be able to stand the test when it happens. Why? <coughs> you cannot walk down the road, you cannot drive down the road. You cannot go into a restaurant, you cannot go any place. You cannot watch television and nobody expects you to watch television with your eyes covered, your ears covered, and your mouth covered. But you can't drive down the road without seeing something stupid on a billboard. Without hearing something ungodly on the radio. And and it doesn't have to even be ungodly. (coughs) Excuse me. It can be things that you just don't agree with, and it makes you mad. And then you get mad at somebody else for no other reason. And then you're mad at a whole group of people. And then you're mad at 60% of the nation. And, And it lasts all year because it bleeds into voting, and it bleeds into politics, and it bleeds into... And you just, you feel this under Under um, the surface, there's just this anger that's going on. And listen, it's, it's real, guys. It's real. So when we pray, lead us not into temptation. First point, here it is. Ready? God does not tempt, but there is a test. Every day you wake up, there's choices. When you get out of bed, there's a choice. Yesterday, I'm getting ready to go on this trip to Israel, leave her in the morning, so since Valentine's Day, Diane's birthday is this week, so I'm already feeling guilty for being out of town. <clears throat> My grandson's birthday is next week, so I'm really feeling bad. So I'm going to really get covered in the dust of the re- of the Messiah. <laughs> but we were sitting there, we've been sort of celebrating and having birthdays and Valentine's the last couple days. So yesterday I'm sitting in the chair and and everything seems to be going well and the doorbell rings. And I said, who could be here this afternoon on a Saturday afternoon? And Diane says, oh, it's the Girl Scouts. (coughs) How many know why Girl Scouts are at your door? So I immediately begin to pray, Lord, lead me not into temptation. Deliver me from evil. But see um, there's a couple of those cookies that it'll, it takes at least two boxes to get started because they they pack them they lie when they pack them it looks like a full box <clears throat> but there's only about three bites in each box <clears throat> so, so I said okay Lord if I don't look at them I'll be good but Diane said oh yes well I'll take this box and I'm like Lord if it's your will, if it's your will for me not to eat cookies, there will no be coffee, there'll be no cookies. Problem. And then 9 comes with a picture. I said, I'll take one of those, and I'll take one of those. Because if it was the Lord's will, that would have never happened, right? That is not how it happens. You can't pray, Lord, if it's not your will for me to be stupid today. Let me be smart. Now, he will give you wisdom, but guys, you make the choice every day. Now, I'm going to get to he delivers us in just a few minutes, but I want us to wrestle with the realities of sin. I want us to really wrestle with the realities of temptation. There is uh, an enemy who would love to devour your soul. And it, it may not happen overnight, but little by little, that's why, that's why this prayer is so important prayer and speaking god you'll find out that no matter how you pray you're praying the lord's prayer because no matter what words you attach to it you're saying father you're saying god creator of all of heaven and earth you're saying lord i've come to the point where i realize that what i do doesn't add up so it's got to be your will it's got to be your way i can't do it on my own please give me father i need something give me this day my daily bread i need this need now I have this need now. Forgive me, Lord. And believe me, he'll tell you when you're praying, he'll tell you who you need to forgive. He'll tell you the people that you're holding stuff against. We all all in this room know what it's like for the Holy Spirit to tap you on the shoulder. He'll also want you to understand that it really is a decision. And even when you say, Lord, lead me, lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. What is that really saying then there? It's not necessarily saying, Lord, don't let me be tempted. That would be saying, Lord, take me home now. And I know there are some things out there that have not caught your eye or caught your attention that I believe He can protect us from. But here's what I believe He's saying. Lord, lead us not into temptation. The stuff that I've been wrestling with God, I pray that you give me the strength today now that I know what I know, that I say no. Now that I know that when I walk down that path, when I come to the fork in the road, I take the right path. Now that I know what happens when I've made that mistake because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, everyone in this room has made mistakes that you wish you could recover from. Everyone in this room has made mistakes that you wish you could take back. They've said things you wish you could take back. We've done things we wish we could take back. We've raised children and we regret how we've treated them sometimes. But listen, today is today. So stop living in guilt because forgiveness does not call us to live in in guilt. But he says, I I want you to pray that when you say, lead us not into temptation, it's because, number one, you're being led. And if somebody's leading you, are you ready? you got to follow If someone's leading me, I've got to follow. And there may be some in here who are like, I'm, I'm a Christian my way. That's not, that's, that doesn't make sense. Lead us not into temptation. That means when I'm following after Christ, the enemy will come in, and during those tests, he's going to want to make you make the wrong decision. He wants you to make the right decisions. And in making those right decisions... Does that make me mean we have to be perfect before God? No, it's called growing up. I really prayed about using this analogy because it's pretty graphic. How many expect infants to relieve themselves in diapers? Come on, folks, you're not that slow. There's not one person in here that is shocked when a six-month-old baby relieves itself in a diaper. Nobody says, my God. They're six months old. They're still in diapers. But how many of you would be shocked when a 20-year-old man is still relieving himself in the diaper? Hello? Why? Because there's an expectation of growing up. Now, I'm trying to use this analogy because you won't forget this one. How does this fit? Lord, lead us not into temptation. Because, Lord, as I have grown, as I have following you, there was a time in my life where that was acceptable. But I've grown up a little bit now, Lord. So today, if I'm tempted to do something stupid, I don't wear diapers anymore. I'm not I'm not the man I used to be. I, I'm not because if if we're not careful we make the kind of stupid moves that when you make them, don't be surprised when the public around you says, Oh my Lord, what's happened here? He has relieved himself. He has shown himself for who he really is. And you know what we do? We try to cover it up. I hope I'm making sense. I hope I'm pushing your buttons. Because we want to come to church and have a little bit of an experience and go home and put on our diapers. And nothing changes. Nothing changes. We just want God to forgive us for relieving ourselves as adults. He's saying, lead us not into temptation, meaning there's going to be a test. The, The test when you were a child is as you became older, you were potty trained. You were taught those ways are not acceptable anymore. You're growing up. Those ways are not acceptable anymore. Do you have accidents? Yes, but you know what? Now that you're an adult, we expect you to understand some things. When you grow up in Christ, it's not that he stands around and judges. He just knows that some of us are spiritually immature, but if you've been following after Christ, there's a spiritual maturity. Paul talks about it in multiple places. That our job as believers is to bring everyone to maturity in Jesus Christ. And that's why, and I won't talk about this illustration anymore. Somebody gave me an amen. The reality is, leaders not to temptation means every day I face something that I'm going to have to make a decision on. No, I've gone there before, and I know what it produces. I'm not going there anymore. Now, I've done that before, and I know what happens. But, Pastor, I'm wrestling with that. I'm fighting with it. Exactly. That's why you don't pray this prayer twice a year. That's why if you have to, you pray this prayer five times a day. 21 seconds. Come on. If you have to, you start, you get in the car, and you pray this prayer, preferably before you hit the road. When you're driving down the war road and somebody cuts you off, don't see if you can speed up and cut them off. Don't don't see if you can maybe get by them and give them that look. You know. And and I don't mean the Christian wave, you know, God bless you. What, what I do mean is that something rises up in you and you want to give them a piece of your mind. And you know I'm right. And it might, it might happen on the interstate. It might happen at work. It might happen at home. But what would happen when that temptation comes, you're going to make a decision. <laughs> what would happen if that decision was, Lord, forgive me of my sin and help me forgive them. Don't lead me. This is a test. I'm going to pass this test. I want to pass this test. But pastor, you don't know how I feel. That's exactly the problem. We're operating by feelings. And we don't live this life by feelings. We live this life by faith. And listen, this isn't going to sound fair, and it's easy to preach, but I promise you I have to practice it every day. As soon as my feelings rise up, I tell myself all the time, crucify the flesh. And my flesh keeps saying, again, Aren't you tired of this, John? Yeah. But if I don't do it, I am not relieving myself publicly anymore. I'm not going to be immature about this anymore. If God is convicting me about something, now listen, this isn't even about, you know, well, if it's about murder, we know we shouldn't do that. No, I'm not talking about murder, pride greed. I mean, you name it. It can be a good thing in your life, but when the enemy can use it to constantly get you sideways, you're going to wake up one day and be miles away from where you need to be with Christ. Now, I say that because this needs to happen every day. Why? Because God's not tempting you. Life presents tests all the time. The enemy would like to bring you down. I hope I'm making sense. But the reason these tests are coming are to strengthen you. See, the reason they have tests in school is to make sure you're learning what you're supposed to be learning. The reason these tests come in our life is to make sure that we're learning what we're supposed to be learning. We talked about this very briefly. Um, I was, again, full transparency, I was late for Sunday school. I was late for the nines. But when I slipped in, they were having a powerful conversation regarding this choice. Choice. And I have to find myself all the time making choices. Will I decide? There's a test. And it's not about just intellectualizing. That's where we struggle sometimes. Discipleship has been something we intellectualize, but not walk out. We can know what the Scripture says, and then we feel bad when we do something. And we beat ourselves up. Can I get an Amen. And we feel guilty, and we feel shame, and we feel regret. And then we don't think God will forgive us anymore. We're back to square one on you don't earn it anyway. So what what is he saying? He's saying if you will follow him, there's action involved. When he leads you, there are steps. You follow him physically. There are actions. You put actions to what you are learning. What we're talking about today, leading us not into temptation, means we're going to have to make a choice. means when you live, leave here today, you're going to have to choose things like being positive or being negative. You're going to have to choose things like like being mean or being nice. Uh, you Be respectful or be disrespectful. You're going to have to make choices all along the way. And it's not about, man, I feel like I'm being cornered and trying to manipulate and I just feel. No, it's just that you're used to doing it your way. And now when we start praying things like, Lord, what's your kingdom have to say about this? It's taken time to listen and say, you know what, maybe his way is the better way. Why? I'm I'm coming to a close very quickly. Second thing is simply this. We can be delivered. Can I ask you another question? What has you bound to? Now, for some of us, that that it might be easy to name, and we're trying to get help for it, and it's that one thing we can name it. But but some of us are bound by things that are hard to describe. How we were raised, and and there's this constant, there's an attitude, there's a bitterness, there's a frustration, there there's these desires, and and we 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 try to fight them off ourselves. We we try to deal in the areas of behavior modification. I will not do it. I will not do it. I will not do it. I did it. And then we beat ourselves up because we think somehow we are the ones made righteous by our works. You know, what? what if we looked at some of the things you're wrestling with, and this is not rationalizing, by the way, guys. The reason we're talking about this is because you can be disciplined in such a way that through the power of the Holy Spirit, there can be a day when you're not wrestling with this anymore. I found myself uh, talking to different people at different times and what they're wrestling with, I, I don't even have a clue. I've never wrestled with something that they're talking about. Um, you may hear me if we ever share, and, and you say, wow, I've, I've never, Pastor, I've never wrestled with that. It, it doesn't mean we're supposed to understand every person's issue in here, but I know someone who does. Jesus Christ. He faced everything you and I will ever face, yet without sin. Meaning, he made the right choice. Now, now what does that mean for us? Well, it's more than just walking around like the three little monkeys. It's more than just making sure we try to have behavior modification in place. James 17, when the Lord was praying to God, says this, I've given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. But just as I am not of the world, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. See, everything you and I are going through, sometimes I, I, I pray, Lord, here's what I'm really praying. I don't say it this way, but here's what I'm really praying make this life easy. Don't there, let there be any struggles. Don't let there be any conflict, Lord. If if the world really saw us as Christians who never had conflict and never had problems, they would come flocking to us, Lord. So take away all of our misery. He's never answered that. Never answered that prayer. As a matter of fact, what he prays is, Lord, keep them right in the middle. of it. Just don't let them be influenced by it. Lord, they're going to be right in the middle of misery. They're going to be right in the middle of suffering. They're going to be right in the middle of things that don't make sense. They're going to be right in the middle of pain. They're going to be right in the middle of everything this world can throw at them, but keep them from the evil. one. Now, what does that look like? There's a story in the Old Testament. It's very familiar, I know. But in Daniel chapter 3, three gentlemen by the name of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, They're following God. They're living obediently. And when Nebuchadnezzar says, listen, when the music plays, the entire nation must bow. Satan always has an agenda. And if he can't get you to deal with things individually, he'll throw in some peer pressure. So Nebuchadnezzar throws this decree that when the music plays, he wants them, the whole nation, to bow down before this guy. Well, they refuse. It's, it's not even a question. They're not going to worship anyone but Jehovah. So they come before King Nebuchadnezzar. Again, many of you, if you know the story, just bear with me. They come before Nebuchadnezzar. He's mad. And he says, I'm going to give you a second chance. And here's what, their, here's what their statement was. We don't even need to talk about this. Um, if, if this is how we die, so be it. If the Lord's brought us here and this is how we die, so be it. Um, the Lord can deliver us, we know that. But no matter what happens, we're not bowing to you. See, that's maturity. Maturity says... No, we've been down this road before. We watched our whole nation be taken captive. We're not making those kind of decisions. I'm not making the kind of decisions that I know I'm going to reap the world in. All of sending comes short of the glory of God, guys. It's not about perfection in this room. It's about what's your next decision. And he said, if you don't bow down, I'm going to throw you in the fiery furnace. They didn't. So they heated up the furnace. He had his men... Bind them in their own clothes. Now, Now, please, just hear me with this. The enemy will use everything around you, including the good stuff around you, to try to corner you and keep you captive. He bound them up in their own clothes and their own tunics. And the Bible says they threw them in the fire. They didn't walk in the fire. You know, we see all the flannel graph pictures of them walking in the fire and we see all the digital they didn't walk in the fire they were bound they were thrown in the fire the Bible says that the flames were so hot that those who threw them in the fire were killed Uh, but if you read on in Daniel 4 the the king stands up and he says wait a minute I, I thought we threw three men in but I see four and they're walking around. Now, now, please understand, here's what that means. Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It does not mean there will not be a fire. It does not mean that you will not feel the heat. It does not mean that there will not be struggles. It does not mean that there will not be brokenness what it means that in a world where everyone else is slaughtered, you're walking. In a world that, that where everything else is falling around, you're standing. Because now they have them come out. And as they stand before them, again, I'm, I'm, I'm apologetic for this, but if you know the story, just please bear with me, because somebody here doesn't. The king says, you don't even smell like fire. You don't. You still have eyebrows. Your hair's not even singed. You don't smell like smoke. You don't even look stressed. You don't look been out of shape. You because I, I know how I would have been. Thank God for a miracle. You better hope I don't see you in the parking lot. Right. Because we want God to deliver us, and then we want to take Nebuchadnezzar out behind the church. Right? But see, here's the thing. They were never blaming Nebuchadnezzar. Not one time did they blame ne- Nebuchadnezzar. Can I, can I just tell you that some of us need to be delivered from blame? We need to, it's not your boss's problem. It's not your mom's problem. It's not your dad's problem. It's not your sister's problem. It's not your husband's father's problem. It's not your wife's problem. You have a problem. And sometimes the world just binds you up with you. And you're so bound up with you, that's all you can think about. Maybe it's the fire that he's trying to burn you off. Because if he's bound you up in the tunics... You can't walk around. Oh, this is a word for somebody. As long as you're bound up in you, you're never going to walk right. As long as you're bound up in yourself, you're never going to walk right. It might take a good fire. See, sometimes the tests aren't really trying to see if you're going to be good. Sometimes the tests are trying to get rid of things you're carrying. Sometimes the tests are meant to, to get rid of some things that need to be gone in your life. Am I making sense? But when you come out of it, it's a miracle. And you don't smell like the fire, you don't smell like the test, <laughs> you don't smell like the difficulty, you don't smell like the temptation. But here's the beautiful thing: the person that even threw them in the fire says, Okay, okay, there is a God. See, we want to we want to get out of the fire just to get our butts out of the fire. Hello? That's a real saying, by the way. I didn't cuss in church. We we just want to get out of the heat. What, What if God's got you there so somebody who has no idea he exists will see that he exists? What if God has you at your place of work, at your place of employment, and all you're doing is for God to get you out of there, but he's got you in the heat because he wants people to see there is a God? God has you in a program. God has you in a marriage. God has you in a relationship. And you can't think of anything but escape routes. Right? Um, But there's something about Keith something about the power of God that it burns away the things that don't need to be there. Um, sometimes it's not so much Lord get me out of here as much as it is Lord keep me in here long as I need to be here. That's the persistence in prayer. That's the prayer always praying never ceasing to pray. And I, I know, guys, I, what I'm talking about can be a little heavy this morning because when you're going through pain, I know it's very contextualized. That's why I don't share a lot of missionary stories because it's easy to talk about people in another country, but but, not only is your perception your reality. Contextually, your pain is really your pain. But, but I've got something about perception that I want to make very clear this morning. It's only your reality. So what you may be looking at and saying, "I can't take it," God is looking at it and saying, "Oh yes, you can. Yeah, you got two or three more days that you can, you can sit there." Because is God punishing you? No, He's preparing you. Um, I used to hate this when when I was younger. My dad would do this all the time, and I've talked about this before. But now, in hindsight, he's just trying to make us stop. But if we were wrestling, he just binds us up real tight. I couldn't hardly breathe and just lay on us. Like, come on, get out. You ain't got nothing. Come on, get out. I was like, I can't. I can't. And worse yet, he would do that in the pool and just hold us underwater. Like, come on, let's see what you got. I got about two more seconds and I'll be dead, is what I got. Now, maybe today that would be considered cruelty. But I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, my, I'm not trying to be stupid when I say this. I'm, I got a little age on me, but mess with me. See if I can't put you on your back. Now here's why. Because I had a father who was willing to hold me a little bit in different ways. I would have never as a young man thought, you know, I need to find somebody to whoop on me a little bit. I need to find someone to make me suffer. I need to find someone to hold me underwater too long. No one chooses that. No one says, I need fire today. No one says, I need discomfort today. No one says, I need to suffer a little bit today. But see, God in heaven knows exactly what you need. He knows your need before you ask it, even when you don't ask it. The problem is we need to be asked. And to lead us not into temptation does not mean you will never face a fire. It, what you're praying is, God, lead me into temptation, the test, the trial, but Lord, don't let me fail. Lead me to the point where if I've been there before and I failed, Lord, I've, I've, I've seen this before. <laughs> and I'm not failing this one. I've been at this signpost before. And although it looks good, it leads to death. I'm going this way. You see, when you start walking that way, deliver us from the evil one becomes a testimony. It becomes a testimony of what God has done. Why? Because the children of Israel, even though we don't read about this, except in Daniel, I can't can't believe that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't go back to their families and to the to those that they were living with the same uh, yeah you're not gonna believe this but we just came out of the fire God is faith, just like the testimony of our sister getting a kidney it was this time last month we were sitting around the table in the senior adult luncheon and nobody there nobody there she sort of blew me away because we were going around the table for requests And out of nowhere, this sweet little lady says, I need a kidney. And I was like, now? I mean, (laughs) like right now? She's like, yeah. So others started talking. And almost immediately, we were talking about how that, that if you go to this person, and you can have this test, and you have this done. And to my amazement, people were trying to put little lists together and Let's get this this thing started. And I'm just walking around, holding my kidneys. I'm like, this could happen today, obviously, and I want to make sure I know what's going on. God's already answered the prayer. Now, there's a long way to go, but listen, I'm telling you, God hears our prayers. And you might be walking through something right now that you think is impossible. God is with you. God is with you. And it's not about if people are watching. Are you walking with him? Who cares if people are watching right now? See, I know some of you are walking through some situations right now that, that you're, you're afraid that people are going to find out. Here's what you need to think about. it. Think about it in these terms. Let people find out you're walking with Jesus. But, Pastor, I don't, I don't want them to know where I'm walking necessarily. Well, number one, don't tell anybody. But number two, even if they know, and if, if they ask, well, why are you walking there? Because even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, He is with me. His rod and His staff; they comfort me. He even prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. <laughs> even even when I'm where I don't want to be, and people hate, and the, and Satan the, is on the attack. And, and there's no room to breathe, God's got a table set for me right there. And, and then he has the audacity to say, come and dine. Sit down and relax in the presence of your enemies. Why? Because they can't touch you. The fire can't burn you here. That What can they do to a dead man, John? Give yourselves. And there's been a lot of times when I've been concerned about what people think. And I don't mean this out of arrogance. I don't mean you. You matter to me. But if people in the world, I, who's he? I don't tell them because then they'll know. The bottom line is, I don't, you can't start thinking, what are people going to think about my reputation? Die. And walk with Jesus. And when you're walking with Jesus, you'll find yourself, am I making sense? And I'm closing, so Emily, if you'll please come. If you'll come, I'll close. When you're walking with Jesus, and you're calling him Father, and you're saying, Lord, it's your will, Lord, you supply what I need today. Forgive me, because I need it, Lord, as I forgive others. Now, Lord, you've been walking, and I've been following for a long time. There's a lot of tests that I failed. But today, lead me not into temptation. Because every choice I make today, Lord, I want it to count. And again, I know some in here, you're you're facing issues that it's not as easy just to get up from the table and say, well, okay, I'm done with that. There's going to be a process, guys. And I could go down a list but you know your list. You know the thing that that you keep wrestling with, and God is saying, "Listen, trust me. I'll give you the strength to overcome." But Lord, I can't make it. Then lean on me. And and I'll guarantee you, He'll lead you, because this is how this is how we need to understand. This is why there's a body of Christ. There are no lone rangers in the kingdom of God. We have the body of Christ not to live in isolation, but to live in community. Not everybody needs to know your business, but you need to be walking with a brother or a sister that you can say, I'm struggling. Uh, There might be levels of of, uh, need that walking with people of specialty, walking with groups that really can help you deal with the stuff you're dealing with but i want to encourage you don't let the temptation to not lead you astray be willing to go where god is leading you let's stand our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name Holy is your name. You are healer. You are a provider. Through Jesus Christ, you make us righteous. Through Jesus Christ, today we are clean for those who believe in you. Let your kingdom come and your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we pray right now, we, we surrender our lives to you. It is your kingdom. We put our lives in your hands. Give us today, Sunday, today, our daily bread. Lord, you know our needs tomorrow and next week. Help us not to fret over what needs to happen in three days. Help us to understand that you are a God, our Father who is in control right now. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And Lord, today, lead us not into a test that we will fail, but deliver us. Father, I pray that as we close this service in just a moment, we'll be dismissed. But Father, I pray that as individuals leave here today, Lord, I pray that we're wrestling with your word. I pray, God, that we're searching your word. I pray, God, that there are questions. But Lord, I pray that there be faith that whatever we're going through, whatever we're wrestling with, we realize that you are a deliverer. You still set captives free and we don't have to smell like the stuff we've walked through. So God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I speak freedom. Lord, there may be some who are still walking through issues of deliverance. But God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that they know in their mind they are free. Freedom. Lord, I just pray that, that as we leave this place, we walk that out. Every one of us will have choices to make. Conversations, decisions. I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, lead us not into temptation. <laughs> Lead us not into failure, but help us to walk into victory. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you want to hear more, you can find our entire archive on our website at GraceRiverVA.com. Also, if this message has touched you in any way, we would love to connect with you. Do this by filling out a connection card at graceriverva.com connect. From all of us at Grace River Church, have a blessed day.